Hi, you guys. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for joining me. Let's dive straight into creating self-confidence, self-worth, and self-belief. If there's one thing we ever need to do in our lives, it is this. And unfortunately, we are not born. Well, we are born with a tank full of self-confidence and self-worth and self-belief. We are. Actually, isn't that amazing? Like in our first years, we have all the self-confidence in the world. We're babies. We know what we want. We demand what we want. We're smiling. We're laughing. We move through things. But then as life goes on and whatever, this is not like, I'm not going to go into that deep discussion, but you hopefully you get what I'm trying to say. And that at one point we were born with this innate self-confidence, self-worth, and self-belief. Then life kind of conditions us out of it and takes it away from us because we realize we have to possibly work to be loved. We need to seek approval from others. It goes into all the childhood crap that we go through, the trauma, the conditioning. Maybe you've had a perfect childhood. Maybe you had the worst childhood. Whatever it is, we pick up so much from our childhood that I feel like our adult lives, it's all about, excuse me, unpacking and deconditioning and shedding the layers and re and then reprogramming so that we can create the, create self-confidence, self-worth, and self-belief. But the thing is, this is where we are not conscious unless we're doing this work. It's like you have to work for this. It's a practice. You have to actually do the work. And what the heck does that mean? The work means you stop yourself mid-thought and you ask yourself, is this a truth? Is this written in stone somewhere? Did God write it in chalk in the sky above? And the answer is no, obviously. Is it a truth? No. And then, so it's a story that we're telling ourselves. It's something that we picked up along the way. So then we get to rewrite our story. We get to retell a new story. We get to choose empowering thoughts. We get to retrain our brain. That's what the work is. That's what the work is. With all of that said, let's just do something really quickly. If you're driving, don't do this. If you're walking, don't do this. But And if you are doing those things, take some deep breaths. If you're not, close your eyes and roll your eyes inward and upward and take some deep breaths. And we're going to really thank ourselves for being here today on this journey, ready to learn how to create self-confidence, self-worth, and self-belief so it serve, it's for our highest good and the highest good of all. And that is our intention as we move forward with this. Let's dive in. Okay, truly, how do we do it? How do we do it? How do we do it in midlife? Because midlife is just like this beautiful phase of life where we get to, if we can get out of our own way, we get to unleash our inner power. We get to cultivate unwavering self-confidence and literally foster a profound sense of self-worth. We get to do this, but again, it takes work. And so as we're moving through this transformation, it allows us to, to really find our authentic selves, find out who we are at our core. Because so often than not, we're who we are, who we, what we think everyone else wants us to be. I am in part, you know, the mother I think my kids want me to be. And, but I'm so much more than that. Who am I though? Who am I as a mom? Am I wild and crazy and fun? Or am I like reserved because I drive them crazy and I get on their nerves and they don't want me dancing in the kitchen? We suppress ourselves and we 
push ourselves down. So this is a process, you guys. I want to invite you in this like divine process of like really finding out who you are at your core. And let's build the confidence around that. Who you are. Not who I am, not who I think you think I think I want you to be. Who you are, who you want to be. This is the path of self-discovery and growth. And so in order to do that, this is where it gets really interesting. We have to embrace our vulnerability. We have to be courageous and be vulnerable. Because at this time in our life, midlife, it's a time of immense change and uncertainty. It takes courage to lean into vulnerability and embrace the unknown. It's scary. But when we embrace the discomfort that comes with the unraveling of your identity, and when we recognize it as a sign of growth, everything shifts. It's like, oh, I'm not like weak. I'm not whatever. I'm actually so strong. By me being vulnerable, I could be touching other people's lives. I could be changing their lives. I'm changing my life. I could be getting this out of this world support or even like one sentence from some random person where it's like, wow, that shifted something for me. That changed me. So allowing ourselves to be seen authentically who we are without, the, without being afraid of being judged this is the birthplace. Being vulnerable is the birthplace of self-confidence and true connection to who you are. And it's been like the just the biggest, I've had like really amazing Instagram growth, amazing out of this world Instagram growth. Why, you guys? It's because I've chosen to get out of my own way and be vulnerable. And let me tell you, it is not fun. I shake, I sweat, I write my post, it's super scary. Then I think, oh my God, it's going to be used against me. Then I'm like, why do I care? How is this going to ever hurt me? It is my truth. Like I go there in my mind, I'm like super scared. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be used against me in a court of law or I won't get the job. And I'm like, I don't want that job and I'm not going to court. And if I did, who cares? This is my story. It's who I am. I have nothing to hide. But it's about embracing this. And this is one of the hardest things, but I promise you, my friends, I promise you that if you can wrap your head around this, if you could be vulnerable and be seen, everything will shift. Your confidence will grow like a garden. It will actually grow like, I don't know, your fastest growing favorite plant ever. It'll be, it's magic. So embrace it, welcome it, have the courage, have the faith, feel into it. And then when you do have your support network around, I just shared this. Where am I at? Am I, did I, is this okay? Is it too much? I have mine. I have my coach. I have my, I don't even talk to my family about, excuse me, excuse me. Some of the stuff I share, I just share it. They might learn more about me through my social media posts than, than I talk to them about. And that's okay. That's literally okay. Because I am not putting rules on, on my growth or my evolution and nor are they. And if they are, then I'm sorry for them because I'm not going to probably follow them because I don't, that's not my purpose in life. Yes, be vulnerable, be willing to be seen. You will have so much confidence. So go and I don't know what your homework could be with that. It could be write that post, share your story, talk to a friend, go to a group. I don't know what that is for you, but I want you to think about it. Okay. And in, this course, The Awakening, there's so many journal prompts and activities that it's going to help you 
it'll guide you in how to be vulnerable and it will support you in being vulnerable. It'll give you the courage and it'll frame it in a way that makes it, has it make sense for you. So anyway, secondly, challenge your inner critic. Oh my God, our favorite thing, right? We have Judge Judy sitting on the freaking right-hand shoulder. We have, I don't know, another judge on our left-hand shoulder. We have inner critics everywhere, every part of our mind. And it can be so loud during midlife. But we have to challenge its power. We have to notice the self-limiting thoughts and the beliefs that undermine our self-confidence and our self-worth. We talk like crap to ourselves all day long. I am my own worst enemy as you are your own worst enemy. And I share this with you because I just, I I share this with you because I relate and I know because I'm the same as you. I have the same conversations. I battle myself of, no, this is not correct. You do not get to judge me. That is not a universal truth. I get to decide that I am worthy, that I can go and do the thing. I can make X number of dollars. I can manifest X number of clients. I can create this podcast, this course, this thing and have it impact more than myself. So anyway, challenge the inner critic, engage in self-compassion, and please cultivate a gentler, kinder inner dialogue. Let's replace self-criticism with self-acceptance and self-love. And that could be like, you could have done better. No, how about I did the best I could, and I'm proud of myself, and I'm getting better. Because when we recognize that imperfections are part of our daily life, it makes life so much more fun. Let's be imperfect together. Let's make mistakes together. Let's laugh about it and know that we'll get better at it. Let's forgive each other. Let's forgive ourselves, okay? And so that's the second thing. Challenge the inner critic. Thirdly, I want you to embrace your story and rewrite your narrative. This is like a whole entire course. It's a book. It's a thing. I'm just briefly touching on this. I want you to, in your own time, dive deep into this. Find one of these points that resonates most with you and then go deep into it. And if it is your story, you know that you are the comeback queen. You're the phoenix that rose from the ashes. You have something to share because you have been through it. We all have. Look, we all have. But I want you to embrace it. I want you to see this as your biggest strength. It is a gift. So let's transform this story, the pain, the the trauma, the, the injustice. Let's transform it into our strength and share it with others. This is like the alchemy of healing and, and miracles. And, and this is where the magic happens. When you can take your pain and turn it into your superpower and then use it to help somebody else who's going through the same thing or even better yet, prevent them from going through the same thing. Granted, people have their own karmic paths, you know, karmic paths to follow. We can't control that. But you will know that you are doing your best and you have turned this experience into gold. So let's embrace it. Let's rewrite it. Reframe your experiences. Reframe it where it highlights your wisdom and your growth and the empowerment that comes from it. Embrace the power of your story and let it be a source of inspiration. Let it be a source of self-belief. That's what I've done. And I'm slow, like I'm, I would say in my journey, I'm 20% in of this, of really embracing and rewriting and sharing and allowing myself to be seen as a source of inspiration. I am just getting started. And I can tell you everything has shifted. I want that for you. You can do it too. 
And so another part of this is cultivating self-compassion and wholeheartedness. I love that word, wholeheartedness. Because as we embrace our wholeheartedness, it's our humanity, right? It's like we come with the pain, the sorrow, the scars, the love, the joys, the tears, all the things. We are wholehearted beings. We're holistic, wholehearted beings. And when we embrace this like imperfection that is us, the wholeheartedness includes the imperfection. When we embrace the good, the bad, the ugly, the beauty, it allows us to embrace others. Because that's, that's called loving ourselves unconditionally. And when we do, we radiate this. It's a genuine self-confidence. And the beauty of this, when you step into this, when you can be okay with your imperfections, make fun of yourself to others, be proud and celebrate of all the things and laugh about the traumas and share the wins and share the tears. When you can do this, everything shifts. And when we are able to be in this wholehearted state, we attract positive opportunities and connections and synchronicities and all these things. They just come to us. But we have to have eyes wide open and heart wide open and be willing. We have to be willing. And I invite you during this midlife time, during this time of your life, however, however old you are, to really nurture a compassionate relationship with yourself. And excuse me. Excuse me, I'm just going to leave that in there because this is life. I'm not going to go back. I'm not redoing. I'm not cutting. And if you just sneeze, bless you. Maybe, whatever. <laughs> Maybe we're sneezing together. But I invite you to embrace your imperfections and treat yourself with kindness and understanding and practice self-care rituals that nourish your mind, body, and soul. It's just the most beautiful thing ever. And lastly, my friends, lastly, I invite you to embrace the power of gratitude and joy. Cultivate a daily practice of gratitude and joy. Recognizing that abundance exists in your life. See it everywhere in the green, in the leaves. As you, it's like chlorophyll, it makes oxygen. That's abundance, that's energy, that's life-giving. It's as simple as looking at a leaf in the tree or in your plant or whatever it is. I invite you to see it everywhere and celebrate the small moments of victory. And this is like the magic of life right here. Finding the joy in the ordinary. Because believe you me, as you believe yourself, the ordinary is everywhere. And that's probably why you're here. Because we, we want more than the ordinary. But the secret to life is embracing the ordinary because it's in the ordinary where all the magic lies. And that looks like saying to your higher power, guide me. I'm willing to be led. Let's do it. Let's see the magic. Lead me to what it is that I want. I trust that it's going to happen. And it will. And then you're like, yeah, thanks. Thank you. And then I can go do my thing for my highest good, for the highest good of all. And so as we embrace, as we embrace the present moment, as we practice gratitude, as we like say thank you to our garden. You're my favorite rock. You're my favorite tree. You're my favorite cat. You're my favorite cat. You're my favorite thing. This is an Abraham Hicks sort of rampage that Esther Hicks goes on. But you walk into your garden, you're like, you're my favorite tree. You're my favorite rock. You're my favorite frog. You're my favorite frog that kept me up all night, but you're still my favorite frog. You go through and you talk to all the energies around you and you say thanks to them. It's energy. It's real. And it comes back to you. Then you create this like beautiful momentum 
of positive energy and gratitude, and then you're attracting it into your life. And you can ask and be like, I want to feel confident in my skin. I want to feel good in my skin. I want to be happy. I want to experience joy. I want to see, I want the ordinary to be divine. I want to be led. I believe. I forgive myself. I forgive others. It's all good. We're all growing. It's all evolution. There's magic everywhere. And so this is how we grow our self-confidence, our self-belief, our self-worth. It's a courageous act. You get to embrace your vulnerability. Your vulnerability is so precious. It's so scary, but it's the way to go. And when you challenge your inner critic, when you rewrite your narrative, when you embrace your unique story, you cultivate self-compassion, you seek connection, you infuse your life with gratitude and joy. Everything changes. Everything, your life changes because you are worthy. You are enough. And I believe in the power that resides with you.